children are valuable and pretty powerful. Their innocence and well-being continually drive humanity to reach further, strive for excellence, change policy when it's needed, be creative, stop and notice, plan for the future. Children are powerful. They can cause the hardened heart to soften, bring laughter to tired old eyes, create excitement in the mundane, turn order into chaos, (laughs) give new meaning to exhaustion, bring grown adults to tears, Force change and bring well-executed plans to an abrupt halt. Children are powerful. They can alter the landscape of whatever context they find themselves in. But that is not their purpose. The purpose of a child is to be loved and to learn. All these other things are results of their purpose. Yes, children begin to develop their own ideas of purpose as they learn and grow, but their original purpose never goes away. As children grow into adults, their need for love does not go away. Neither does the consistent desire to learn because their purpose does not change. Humans were created to be in relationship, and that relationship consists of being loved and giving love. In creation, humans were given the ability and the natural curiosity that inspires learning. Purpose is no new word. By 2019, over 32 million copies of the book The Purpose Driven Life had been sold. People are looking for purpose. Even in God's great church, believers are continually seeking their place, their calling, their purpose. The good news is God has a purpose for all who will listen to his call and respond. But each disciple of Jesus must recognize that their first purpose is to love. Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40 reads, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The purpose God has for each person's life is built on these two commands. Love God, love others. To truly follow God's purpose for our lives, we must realize that like children, our purpose is to love and then to learn. Part of following God's purpose for our lives is in learning who we are in Him and how we are to function as a part of His body. We must follow the purpose he has for our lives, not the purpose he has for someone else. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 18, verses 3 through 4. If we will humble ourselves with hearts that choose to listen and love, and we will commit to God's purpose, Our world will be changed as we point them to Jesus Christ in His purpose for their lives. Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Good day to you, God's Word for Life listeners. So glad you're joining me today. This is L.J. Harry. I'm your host, and you are listening to the God's Word for Life Companion Podcast. Today's lesson is dated October 17th, 2021, and it is entitled, For His Purpose. So if you have your student guide, please turn there with me, or if you have your Bible or your phone or your tablet or a fax machine with some 
pretty impressive technology that has the Bible on it. Let's turn to Luke chapter 1, verse 38. And it is October. This is a Christmas verse, but it's good all year round. Luke chapter 1, verse 38. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. That's probably a pretty familiar passage. You remember every December. In this story, Mary was clearly chosen for a very specific purpose, to conceive and give birth to the Messiah. That would be a major surprise if that was what your purpose was in this life. So when she heard and she saw the angel Gabriel, Mary had an immediate choice to make. Luke records when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, that is an understatement, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Mary's first reaction was discomfort. Varying thoughts just scrambled through her mind. Mary has a choice. Would she run from the room screaming? Would she call out for help? Would she believe this really was an angel? Would she believe what he had to say? Would she believe she really was chosen? In those few moments, Mary had a choice and made her choice, a choice that would inform her following choices and alter the rest of her entire life. Thankfully, for her and for us, Mary chose to listen. Now, we know the story, but how would you think and respond if an angel appeared and spoke to you and said something similar, that God was going to use you to accomplish something far greater than you could ever imagine? How would you respond? God had chosen Mary to conceive and give birth to the Messiah because God himself was coming. He was coming to rescue and redeem humanity. And Mary was chosen to be the mother of the baby Jesus. Even though Mary had extremely specific purpose in God's plan, she did not know it. And Mary had free will. Her ability to choose was not stripped away simply because God had a purpose for her. Mary stood at a pivotal moment in the history of humanity. She did not have the knowledge to make an informed decision. She didn't have the training or education to ask questions pertaining to prophecy. She had no way of knowing what this would mean for her future. She could not perceive the joy she would receive or agony she would endure. All she had was a choice. Many times we ask the question, how do I hear the voice of God or how do I know God is speaking to me? When you closely read Mary's story, we learn the first question we must settle is, will I listen? This choice must be made first. John 6.44 makes it very clear that God speaks first. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Just like God did with Mary, God will choose a way to initiate conversation with us, but we decide whether we will listen. There are approximately eight times in the New Testament the phrase, who, he, or, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear, is found. This choice to listen, to learn, to listen and follow, to listen and change, to listen and obey, to listen and ignore, to listen and disobey, or to listen and walk away. It's a consistent theme that speaks to this choice we must make before any action takes place. Why is it important for us to listen to God's voice, to listen to his direction? to follow the leading of his spirit. Hopefully, you said something like, because God knows more than we do. We certainly know God saw farther than Mary could see. 
In Luke chapter 1, we see God's plan was far bigger than Mary's social situation. God told her twice through an angel that she had found favor. We read this story with Western eyes, and these might seem like complimentary words to a young lady God is calling for his purpose. Hey, Mary, you're highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Fear not, Mary. (laughs) Easy for you to say, for you have found favor with God. Our Western ears hear that. Our Western eyes read that, and we say, well, that sounds so nice. It might even feel normal because we see God calling young ladies to work in his kingdom. This was not the case for Mary. In his book, The Gospel of Luke, Luke Timothy Johnson writes that Mary, quote, is among the most powerless people in her society. She is young in a world that values age, female in a world ruled by men, poor in a stratified economy. Furthermore, she has neither husband nor child to validate her existence, end quote. It had been around 400 years since the last Old Testament prophet had ever prophesied in Israel. The spiritual and social situation Mary was in has not prepared her for a visitation from an angel, especially one who would refer to her with such bold and such blessed language. Nothing this angel said matched where she lived. It was clear from the angel's words that God's plan did not depend on her reality, only her willingness to follow his purpose. That's good news for us. The angel continued, In what must have felt like information overload, Mary heard, You are going to be the mother of the Son of God. You will be the mother of the Messiah. Wow. In Abraham and Sarah's story, she conceived in old age, and Sarah was at a loss for words, so she just laughed. When the angel Gabriel told Zacharias that his wife Elizabeth would conceive in her old age and their son would prepare the way of the Lord, Zacharias wanted proof. But when Mary heard all the angel had to say, she did two things. Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. First, Mary made a statement of identity and confirmed who she was by stating to whom she belonged. I'm a servant of God. She was confirming her purpose was God's purpose, and she submitted to his purpose in her life, no matter where it took her. Secondly, Mary did not try to take control. She confirmed her faith in the word of God and she expressed trust in the plan of God. She did not try to discuss a plan of action or negotiate or try to tie the angel down to a timeline or ask for evidence. Instead, she trusted. She put it all in God's hands and trusted it would happen just like he said it would. How about you? Have you ever been in a situation where you were at a loss for words? And all you had was trust? Mary did not have a clear understanding of what was about to happen. And this uncertainty, this is not easy to accept. We we see this in her question for the angel. Excuse me, I've never known a man intimately. How could this be? This is an obvious biological question. She's simply asking a question of science. How can I have a baby without having been with a man? And the angel did not correct her for her question because she was seeking understanding. She's not mocking the angel. The angel simply explained, The Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. 
No matter how Mary felt or how much she did or did not understand, she still chose to believe God. There's always been a temptation to doubt God's word. Doubt never takes a lunch break, a sick day, a vacation day, not even a mental health day. Scripture contains so many examples of people who doubted, but they still chose to believe and follow God's purpose. They did not allow doubt to reign. But where does this doubt come from? It's easy to believe something will happen when we know we can make it happen. We doubt others can do a job because they don't do it as well as we do. We do it the right way. They do it their way. What happens when a situation is out of our control? Well, usually, doubt sets in. And doubt never leaves behind its close buddy, fear. When our illusion of control slips or is thrust aside by the power of God and we fail to make the firm decision to trust God, doubt and fear take the throne. And when doubt and fear are allowed to rule, their path always leads away from God's purpose. In our story, Mary exemplifies how to ask questions and seek understanding and then how to believe God's word while bypassing doubt. Just because God's plans do not match our reality, that doesn't mean his plans can't happen. Remember, God can see so much farther than we can see. In his ways, they're so much higher than our ways. Is our human need for control Is it ever so strong that when God is in control, we automatically doubt? And if so, why do you think that is? Let's take a look at Mary just a little closer. Pretty ordinary girl. Just living life, following the path society has planned for her. She's already engaged to be married. This path, marriage and having children, this is the primary purpose for the average girl around Mary's lifetime. This would help her gain status and enhance her feelings of purpose as now she becomes a wife, becomes a mother, eventually a grandmother. But clearly Mary's commitment to God and his word, they were stronger than her commitment to her own personal purpose or status in society. She may not have understood how heavy the consequence would be for becoming pregnant by the Holy Spirit outside of being married to Joseph, but she was not ignorant of this scandal of pregnancy. And yet willingly, willingly she sacrificed her status, even her safety, to follow the purpose of God. Mary stepped into an unpredictable future with unforeseeable cost, but she believed in the word of her unfailing God that his purpose would bring about hope. God has a purpose for us. He has a purpose for you, for me. He has a purpose for his great church. He has called us to share his story, his gospel with the world. And the details may be different for each of us because our paths look different, but the goal is the same. Let's spread the love of Jesus across the world through the teaching and the preaching of the gospel, his life, his death, his burial, and thankfully his resurrection. After the angel left, Mary went to visit her cousin Elizabeth. She wanted to see firsthand this miracle God was working. And when Mary entered the house, John the Baptist, who would be John the Baptist, leaped in Elizabeth's womb. He was being filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth began to prophesy to Mary. In turn, Mary sang a beautiful song about what God was doing and how he was about to rescue her people and his people. When God calls us for his purpose, we must go. Once Mary was called, she was all in. She believed. She committed herself. She decided to go see what God was doing. 
And when we believe and decide to see what God is doing, he will never disappoint. He pours out his spirit. Lives are changed. Mary's desire to go visit her cousin Elizabeth and see what God was doing was another example of her belief. When we genuinely believe God's words, we want to go and see what's happening. We want to experience it. We want to be present. We want first row seats to see what he's doing. That's Mary's story, but what about yours? Will you choose to commit your life to God for his purpose? Like Mary, are you willing to sacrifice your own personal purpose, your own personal status in society to go see what God is doing? Once Mary made her choice, God poured out his spirit. She received confirmation through Elizabeth's prophecy. And following that, she sang this beautiful song of understanding coupled with prophecy. God didn't reveal her entire future, but he began to give her confirmation and some understanding. God will do the same for us. When we commit our lives to his purpose, he will lead us, he will confirm his word to us, and he will begin to clarify for us these moments of understanding as we choose to follow. Can you think of a time when you committed something to God and he gave you confirmation about it? How did it make you feel? Did it have an impact on a later decision you had to make in a commitment to God? Did it help you make that decision more readily? knowing he was with you before and he will be again. All right, let's wrap this lesson up. Choosing to commit to the purpose of God. This is not a one-time event. It's not going to the altar one time, hearing the voice of God and saying yes, and that's it. Just in the same way, learning to love others is not a one-time event, but it's a lifetime of loving, of learning, experiencing, choosing to love and learn all over again. Prophet Jeremiah, he's a good example of somebody who was chosen for a very specific purpose, but did not always like where that took him and had to choose again and again and again and again and again and again and again to submit to the purpose of God. Jeremiah obeyed the voice of God and prophesied, but he suffered because of it. But even though he suffered, God was with him. Jeremiah spoke of heartache and weariness with being mocked and insulted and imprisoned. At one point, Jeremiah said, that's it. I'm done. I'm not going to prophesy anymore. For since I have been crying out, I've cried out violence and spoil because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me, a a derision daily. Then I said, no more. I will not make mention of him. I won't speak anymore in his name. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary with forbearing. I could not stay. God's purpose burned within Jeremiah, and he chose once again, I will follow God's purpose above my own desires, my own plans, even my own comfort. Every disciple of Jesus has purpose in his kingdom. Every one of us is called to be involved in sharing Jesus. What that looks like and how God will use you, that depends on his call, his purpose, your response. But today is the day to believe God and commit to him. If you have already committed, then today is a day to remember his purpose and rejoice as you walk in that purpose. But if you are not walking in God's purpose, then make the decision today to listen to God as he speaks to you, because you have value and you have purpose. Your identity, you're a child of God. You belong to him and you can trust him with your future. A couple of prayer points here as we wrap up this 
lesson, podcast, I want you to ask the Lord to fulfill his purpose in you, to speak to you and let you know what his purpose is for your life. And then once you have asked him, worship him and make the choice to follow his purpose, whatever he has planned for your life, for his glory, say, yes, Lord, I will follow. Lord, I thank you today that you have involved us, included us in this glorious gospel plan. I thank you that you have called us and you have commissioned us to be a part of sharing your gospel with the rest of the world. I pray today, help every one of us who are listening to know your purpose. Help each of us, Lord Jesus, to know what you would have us to do specifically, generally and specifically. Give us very clear direction for your purpose in our lives. And Lord, once we hear and know your purpose, help us to follow it. Help us to trust you. I worship you today, Jesus. I thank you for who you are. You are our Father. You are our way maker. You're the one who, you're, you're able to lead us where we don't know. And you're able to show us the path that we are unfamiliar. And yet you know exactly where we ought to walk. Please help us today to walk in the way you have called us to walk and to fulfill the purpose you have called us to. I pray these things today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are the Lord, and we will follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to God's Word for Life companion podcast. I really appreciate you allowing this to be part of your devotional life. If you would like some of these God's Word for Life resources, they are beautiful, excellently written full color, beautifully designed. It's a great resource for you to grow in your relationship and discipleship with Jesus and also to share with others. So you can get those at godswordforlife.faith. The link is there in the show notes and you can pick up the student guide if you would like that to follow along as you sip your coffee or hot chocolate or pumpkin spice latte and follow along with this companion podcast. Next week, we're going to continue to follow this story as Jesus grows just a little bit older and his mom and Joseph take him into the temple to have him dedicated. We're going to meet a gentleman by the name of Simeon. We'll hear his story under the title, It Will Come to Pass. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week and always look forward to learning and living out God's Word for Life. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.